Welcome to the Creative Empire Podcast. Each week, Raina Pomeroy, the life and biz success coach, and Christina Scalera, the attorney for creatives, are taking you up close and personal with successful influencers in the creative community and tackling your biggest business hurdles. Their mission is to help you, creative entrepreneurs, think beyond your daily biz so you can make the brave decisions that build your creative empire. Hey everyone, we are back for another episode of the Creative Empire Podcast. Today we have an awesome mentoring session with Nicolette of Avner Road Photography. I really love these mentoring sessions because I think it highlights the best of our listener audience and we get to share the things that you guys are going through. So thank you so much, Nicolette, for being here and sharing what you're going through in your business. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and um, maybe what you're struggling with right now? Yeah, well, thank you both for so much for having me on. I just feel so excited and so blessed to be here. But yep, I'm a lifestyle photographer in Cincinnati, Ohio, focusing in on newborns and now just stepping into branding for creatives, kind of a newer venture, which is really exciting, but a little bit nervous as well. But I think kind of the struggle point for me right now, so I was actually in higher education for a number of years prior to stepping into photography and a little over a year ago, decided to focus on being a stay-at-home mom and focusing in on my business. And so I think it's been just a season of transition with an ever-changing schedule of a toddler. (laughs) And so I would just love to dive in and talk about what are areas I could focus on, where could I invest my time to help grow my business, knowing that time is limited when so much of it is spent. Christina, do you want to take a stab at it? Just starting out, Nicolette, I think one of the first things I ever do with any kind of consulting client is I ask them to install something like Rescue Time, just because I know most people, if you're really organized and you're good at it, which it looks like you are from your background, (laughs) you look super clean and organized, you might be able to get away with like tracking your time manually, but I can't do that. So I installed Rescue Time. I think it's like 60 bucks a year. Have you done anything like that so far to track your time pretty concisely and say, you know, at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays, I pretty much am always dropping off my baby at daycare or at five o'clock on Fridays, I'm usually wrapping up a client photo shoot before we head into the weekend. Have you done anything like that yet? No, kind of started to tiptoe with the idea of block scheduling and how maybe utilizing nap times in certain ways, but I haven't I think that's great news because it means that it's going to be a really quick, easy fix for you. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound like arrogant, but I think time track, like what's that phrase again? Like if you don't measure it, you can't improve it or something. If you have the data there and you can look and you have like a month of tracking in your books or, you know, in your rescue time or whatever, um, and you can reliably see that like you're spending an inordinate amount of time that you should not be spending on emails That's when you can say, okay, that is not worth it to me. I am going to get something like our last guest, Jenny Waldrop, just told us about Text Expander to write like form emails that you can just type out three letters and it expands into the whole form email that you send back to someone or like templated emails or, you know, you hire a VA for those aspects or Mm -hmm. that's when you start to measure it, you're going to start to see really quick returns because you're going to be able to see like wow, I'm spending way too much time driving around town. Maybe I should better coordinate my schedule so that I'm not driving around as much and I'm spending that time, you know, editing photos or doing new client acquisition work. Raina, what's your thought on like time tracking? Because you're really good at this too. 
Yeah, I'm not like much of a stickler about time, but I think I'm like more about like, what do we want to be spending our time on? I know as a mom, I have the luxury of now having like full-time childcare. And I know that that's not necessarily the situation that you either want to be or have right now. Um, and that's totally fine. But how can we make it so that what, you know, the childcare or lack thereof works in your benefit, right? Sometimes we have to work around our babies like nap time I think you did a Instagram story today about like oh he went down for a nap yay right and like we have to deal with those realities and so we get like pockets of time where we get to work or don't get to work and knowing kind of like this season of life it's not going to be as though we can work super long hours or whatever so what's kind of like the realistic landscape of how many hours you can work in a week and what are you doing right now in your business Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, I probably have about 15 hours, not including sessions. So those I think are more extra, like on weekends and stuff, I add those in, but just being able to be focused on work, probably about 15 hours or so a week between nap I mean, time and then after bedtime. That's awesome. I mean, like when I started, I had my kid full time and I was trying to get this thing <laughs> going and I had maybe five hours yeah. and if I wanted to work during the weekends. And so, I mean, you're doing much better than I was. I'm wondering, like, what are you spending those 15 hours doing? Do you feel like you're spending them like scrolling through Instagram or are you actually being productive on that that time? It depends on what day you ask me. <laughs> Each day is a little bit, yep. right? Each day is a little bit different. I, you know, I think there are so many days where I have this long list of to-dos and long list of things I want to get after, or I think I should be getting after, and not really knowing what to grab and like what will stick. And so it's like, I'll start one thing and then I'll, I'll kind of pause and I'll start another thing because I'm supposed to be working on that. And then I'll pause and So I think I just really struggle on, okay, where do I need to be focusing my time so I'm using it efficiently and I'm using it wisely to invest in my business so that way, like, when I am with my son, I'm not wondering about all these other things that I I need to be going after. Yeah, this is like the biggest pain point of moms (laughs) working from home. I think that you are not alone in this, not alone at all. Christine, what's your kind of take on goal setting and what she should prioritize and all of that goodness? Yeah, I have no like skin in the game as far as being a mom. I have a nephew that I am super excited (laughs) to like hang out with for an hour and hand back (laughs) to my brother. (laughs) Uh, So take this with a grain of salt, but um have so much respect for you moms. I think it depends on what you need. So if you mm-hmm. need to, there's basically for me, business comes down to two things. You're either working on one or the other, or you're not actually working on or in your business. Um, well, I guess it's really three. So working on your business comes down to visibility and sales. So you're either working on something that creates visibility within your business or, you know, for your business, or you're working on sales. So you're actually making money doing something, launching a product, getting clients, you know, on sales calls, things like that, or, you know, working in your business is obviously the client or customer fulfillment that you have to do. So there's really only those three avenues in my mind. So I think you have to decide which one of those things is the most important. I mean, the third one, the the client or customer service, that like, that's a given, that's not even like a, you have to do that. But what is more appealing to you? Like, do you need to make cash? Is cash flow an issue where you need to be focusing more on sales, which does not mean that you have to be like, the two are not mutually exclusive, right? Like you could be doing a webinar that creates visibility and sales. 
But for the most part, you know, like, are we going to focus our efforts on mostly sales activities or mostly visibility activities? I'm sorry. I just want to jump in here for a second. The way that I do my work with my clients is I set, I break down our six month work together into 90 day chunks. And like there's the 90 day method. I don't necessarily follow that, but I think that for creatives, we need to find focal points in our businesses. And if that means three focal points for three months or one focal point each month, that's what I think we need to be pursuing. And so if that's visibility, if that's sales, if that's necessarily client work, sometimes they're concurrent, right? But we have to find our focal point. So we, yes, should be doing all the things, but realistically, if you have all the tabs open, you're not going to look at all Mm -hmm. those tabs. And so can we close those brain tabs down and spend those 15 hours you've got on something that's actually going to move your business forward? And okay, maybe your friend's doing this cool thing and you're like, I really want to do that. Cool. Let's try it out next month or let's try it out when our 90 days is over. But if we can set a goal on something that is really going to move your business forward and be really strategic about that thing, I think that's going to make the biggest impact in all of our businesses. So in terms of like how I like to think about it, my clients are always going to be like one of those layers because they're just always ongoing. I mean, I have a literally a grid. Mine is very simple. It's like a three by three grid where it's like 30, 60, 90. And then there, here are my three goals that I want to achieve with them. And I know that because I have this with my goal number one, here's what I'm supposed to be doing this month. Like, this is it, yeah. right? Like, you got three things to do. You had one job, right? Like, this is what we're doing. And my team knows what's happening. I know what's happening. Sometimes I go off script and you know, throw my team for a loop. But for the most part, I really try to follow it. And so like, I think as creatives, we need to have a map to follow. And I, I, I hear from you that like, maybe that's a possible solution. Yeah. And I think I've recently started to try and do that. I mean, I think before my power sheets, I had every single line filled. And after a couple months of that, I'm like, well, this isn't realistic. And so I've really tried to just zero in and like, hey, what are just a couple focal points I can kind of dive into, but even sometimes I struggle with trusting, are are these things going to be fruitful? Is this really what I should be focusing on? Should I be looking at something different? And sometimes it's just hard to know. It's just hard to know that what you're pouring into is going to be beneficial in the end. Totally. Can we help you find some of your focal points right now? All right. So what what would just be one? It doesn't have to be perfect. We can kind of hone in on it but what's kind of top of mind like gut reaction first answer I think so for me it's bringing in clients right now that kind of be like the bigger overarching what can I be doing to bring in more sales for the business for well photography so it would be I do photography sessions for creatives like for images for their brand okay so Uh it sounds like I guess just to clarify, the photography is incorporated into this brand design that you're doing for them or it's separate? So I'm not doing brand design. So essentially I'd be doing like a photo session. Like photo? Yeah, like a photo session for creatives to use on their websites, on their social media feeds, wherever they may want to use it to help bring some personality and visibility to their brand. Okay, so this is the client that you want to sell more to correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, we're honing in on, you know, like what exactly (laughs) it is that 
maybe has brought you revenue or you see as the biggest potential to bring you revenue. So once now that we know that, you know, what has been working in the past for you? And is it I mean, you don't have to tell everybody on the podcast what it is, but (laughs) do you have an idea of what's been working in the past? Or are you just kind of like, oh, yay, I got a new client today? Or, you know, I really hope this Pinterest blog post goes viral. Like, or do you have specific points that are sticking with people? Gosh, I I feel so embarrassed saying this, but I really think I'm just kind of like, I think a lot of people are. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, truthfully. I would say that 90% (laughs) Um, of our audience, including us sometimes, right? Like you do have to experiment sometimes. Yeah. I think maybe that's another place. I'm sure Raina's going to have some very like sage wisdom. (laughs) The practical part of me is like, well, just write it down. Like go write down the names of your clients and write down what, like where they came from. Did they come from Instagram? Did they find mm-hmm. you through Pinterest? Did they get, were they a referral? I would just actually email each client that you've had over the past year that you like. You might, Im- well, actually, no, I think it would be good to do with the clients that you don't like too, so that you know not to go back to those outlets. I would write down all the clients that you've had, where they came from, what their average spend with you was, so that you can average that all together. And maybe like, the date that they, if you, if you know this, like the, the date that they first contacted you versus the date that be, they became a client. So in, this is actually a pretty new venture for me. It's actually maybe over the past, I don't know, four or five months that I realized this is an area I really wanted to step into. So to some extent, it's just a new venture of like, what should I be doing? I've had a couple, so I could definitely walk through that. A couple's enough. Yeah. For the couple I've had. Yeah. A couple is good. Like, I mean, you have to start somewhere and yeah. it's better to start this list when you have like whatever, three people in the queue rather than like 50 sure. that you've never classified or looked True. at where they came from. <laughs> True. Um, then it just have becomes the... an overwhelming project. Oh, sorry. So these three people, are they all for the brand side or all are they scattered between your two different types? For the brand side. Yeah. Okay. The families and newborns, I've been doing a little bit for longer, but the branding is, is pretty new. And I know some of it, like, I mean, I know some of it's totally, again, just the fear and self-doubt of totally having the bravery to put myself out there. Yeah. I think as soon as you call yourself something and it's almost like you see everybody else who's doing it. Yep. And you're like, oh wait, is there a space for me in this? Yep. And Nobody <laughs> else that wants to hire you knows that it exists, right? Or most people don't know. So like you don't even um, like they don't see your competition. That's my first sure. piece of advice. But also I would go back to those three people and yeah. say, like, what was it like working with me and like getting some not only testimonials, but like really good juicy stuff about like, what did you like about my process? What worked for you? What would you change or what would you do differently? What should I do more of and get that kind of feedback? I think a lot of the stuff that we deal with at the very beginning is our anxiety about Mm -hmm. our talent and the process and am I adding value and all of that stuff. And like we talk about like the stairway method of pricing and like your confidence has to match the value that your audience sees, right? And so we're not asking you to charge like thousands and thousands of dollars out the gate. You know, that might be great, but it's not realistic because our confidence isn't there yet. And so how can we continue to get more of the kinds of people we want to work with and continue to raise our price, continue to refine our process, continue to be Mm -hmm. great at what we are good at and keep putting it out there. 
today we don't really have a sponsor, but we did want to talk to you about a really cool product that was sent to us by a company called Studio. So that's like Studio without a T. They're, they're really, in Sweden. Right? Yeah, they are. They're in Sweden. They're they're these really beautiful earbuds, which have been very helpful for me because I'm constantly losing my the non plug in. What's the right word for this? <laughs> when you have an iPhone seven. And you don't have a plug for your headphones. You have to buy the ones without the plug. And so they were yep. so gracious to send us a pair each. And, of course, we picked, like, white with rose gold. Duh. And they're gorgeous. What do you think, Reina? Yeah, I love them. I think they're really pretty. And it's funny because I was traveling when they arrived and my husband opened them. He was like, oh, it's gold and it's rose gold and white. Obviously, it's for you. <laughs> um, but it came with a really cute tote bag, which I take all the time to go to Trader Joe's. But basically, like these are the kind of headbuds you just like turn on and it's Bluetooth. You connect it and it's pretty easy to pair. It's pretty easy to charge and it holds a charge really well. So I love using them when I can't have my phone right next to me or I don't want it to be super plugged in. Like if you're using a rower, this is such a weird example. But like if you're at the gym and you're using a rower and you're using one of those headphones that plugs in, then you're like attached to your phone. So I like to use them when I'm like doing something or I'm walking around my house or whatever. Vacuuming is a really great example of when I can use these. Um, but basically, I listen to audiobooks and I will listen to podcasts on these. And if I if I pair it with my computer, I can watch a webinar on my computer. But walk away if I really needed to. So it's kind of fun and great to have. I think they're really pretty. And I think a lot of the headbud or earbuds are kind of ugly. So it's kind of a nice change. Yeah, for sure. The ones that I bought at the airport have like mittens attached to the side of them or something. Right. Like so <laughs> thank you so much to Studio for sending these our way. And we will proudly wear this with pride because it's so cute. And we would encourage you guys to go out and check out Studio and see if they are something that you might be interested in purchasing too. I think first step from where I'm sitting is like go back to those people like Christina said and look at what you loved about them, but also reaching out yeah. to them and be like, hey, I'm do a survey and ask them some questions and you can turn that into a testimonial if you get permission from them, right? And start using that as like copy for your Instagram. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's a good. That'll be great. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I I love it. I just, again, it's like the confidence of like going back to them and being like, okay, so tell me about what it was like. And, but I love it. And I'll definitely add that on my, add that on my list over the next month. I have to tell you guys something that it was really interesting. So I've been doing like a little bit more research for my newsletters and stuff just as I really like, like facts, <laughs> miracle data. <laughs> I'm a nerd like that. Um, and I have to tell you, Nicolette, and everybody out there, that if you are feeling like there's not room for you, it may feel emotionally like there isn't, but the numbers say otherwise. So what I mean by that is I'm an attorney. Right now, there are over 1.3 million attorneys in the United States, and there's over 30,000 new attorneys graduating from school every single year. A couple of years ago, that was 40,000, so it slowed down a little bit, but still. The U.S. Bureau of Labor does surveys like every year to see what industries people are in. They estimate that there are about 150,000 wedding photographers in the entire country versus 1.3 million lawyers. And they also estimate that there's about 71,000 wedding planners in the U.S. So for people that are entering into fields like 
photography with a specific niche like Unicol or calligraphy or other industries that, by the way, are not even big enough for the U.S. Bureau of Labor statistics to even look at because there's not enough of you out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just hope that that's encouraging to you and to other people that if you do find these niches, if you do find something that you, you know, is an underserved market, that you feel confident enough to capitalize on that and to go for it because like the numbers are in your favor. <laughs> There's just not enough saturation out there to make me say like, this is actually happening. You guys shouldn't go into these fields. It's just oversaturated because that, that data is just not there, even though it feels like it when we live on Instagram sure. every day. Right. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. That's definitely encouraging. Christine is the resident I hope numbers. It wasn't too I love it. Empirical data. No, guy. I don't even like numbers, but <laughs> no, it's just about the data, right? Like having facts. I think it right. makes you feel good about that. I totally agree with that. I think you know when we're too close to it, it's hard mm-hmm. to be like, I'm unique, I'm special, and like <laughs> it's really hard to feel that. Not that I'm saying that you're asking for that, but like we want to feel unique and we want to feel special mm-hmm. when we're advertising and we want to show people that we can add value for them. I'm curious to see if you might, and like people discount this all the time. Maybe people are going to write back and be like, Raina, you're dumb, but I'm interested in hearing like, are there any people like that are in your local rising tide group or anything like that where you might be able to do a trade right at the beginning? There's a lot of people that I used to do trades with to get more experience, get more portfolio work, get more, you know, confident in my process. I mean, you treat them like a client and you have some kind of a written agreement if that works for you, but like truly like if it works, then it is in our favor to do more work um, and show people the, what we can do. So that's just another avenue. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And something I need to do better about is reaching out. Like I, I attend our group. I love the community that we have here in Cincinnati. They're just absolutely amazing. And I think that would be a great way to connect even more with a couple of creatives in the area. I think cool. everybody's I think- looking for like a magic bullet and like there's right. some secret out there. Right. Um, but it really is the patience of building like fan by fan of your work one by one, those relationships that slowly, that very slowly, that Mm -hmm. starts to build momentum and like the snowball starts to get bigger and bigger as it rolls downhill. So I don't know because we haven't, we haven't talked about this enough, but I just have a feeling that you're trying to do like a lot in a lot of different areas like we first started out with and that's why your time feels so (laughs) thin. So I, I love what Raina's talking about here. Like take this as a strategy and like that's, give yourself permission that that's all you have to do for the next month is like make Mm -hmm. connections with like three local business owners that now refer you to all of their friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be far more valuable than you trying to like find clients through Instagram, which the algorithm is constantly changing. And everybody last week was like, I'm getting half of my engagement. And (laughs) you know, you don't even know, like from what you're telling me, you don't even know if anybody's ever found you through Instagram. So I really like what Rena's saying here, and I, I hope you <laughs> go out, and I, I don't think making friends is ever going to be a bad thing. <laughs> no. Well, and I love what you just said about, like, giving yourself permission that it's okay to just do that, because I think it's so hard to get caught up in everything else you think you're supposed to be doing to move your business ahead, but giving yourself grace and recognizing, like, it's okay yeah. to, to grow slow. 
I'm going to actually give a reframe on that because I think a lot of people have been like, you give grace in terms of like, you know, if you're not doing enough, give yourself grace. And I actually like to think about it in terms of it takes dedication to not do all the things. It takes tenacity to know that what you're focused on is the most important thing. And to say, you know what, screw everything else. This is the most important thing. I don't care what everyone else is doing. This is what's going to work for me. Or at least I'm going to try it. Because if I don't try it, what's going to happen is I'm going to be splitting my attention amongst everything else. And so this is not like tough words on you. But I think for us in the general industry is that we feel like we have to do hashtag all the things and that we have to give ourselves grace when we do don't do all those things. And I think I have to give myself a pep talk too to say like work at your own damn pace and like slow down. It's okay. It takes dedication to not do all those things so that we can concentrate on the things that matter most to us, like our families, right? Yeah. Yep. So that was my little soapbox. I'm getting off of it now. But going back to the focal points, if we can pick one focal point for you or maybe two or three focal points for one month or three months, what would you pick as something that you're going to try to concentrate your energy towards? I recently subscribed to a client management software and it's been lingering over my head for a while. <laughs> so I think that's a space I need to probably focus some time and energy on is really get that system up and running, which will allow me to serve my clients better, which will allow me to automate um, auto business, which will then um, allow me to focus on other aspects of my business. I think the second one in the next couple months is to focus your energy on connecting with more people. Oh, so right. <laughs> connecting. You're like, dang it. Right. That's what you honestly, want me to come back to, right? Circle back around. Right. <laughs> Circle back around. So this is something we cannot avoid, yeah. right? Um, we talking to people, which is your number two goal, or I'm going to make it your focus point. And I really want you to have, let's say like what, what would feel comfortable, maybe like three or five touch points with people per month? Probably three, realistically. Yeah. yeah. And it can really be like, let's get on a virtual coffee chat, or mm -hmm. let's get together in person, or, you know, let me encourage somebody through the internet. You're so encouraging, right? And I I see you as somebody who is just sending good energy to people and you're just going to connect with somebody in your local community, whether it's your past. So the people you can connect with, your past clients, potential mm -hmm. clients who have maybe inquired with you in the past you know, year or so, you can reach out to people who you've liked at your Rising Tide meetings. What are they called? Tuesdays Together people. Maybe even your Tuesdays Together leader and being like, hey, this is something I'm trying out. Would you like to connect over this? Whatever. And I think that if you're just genuinely wanting to connect with people, they're going to really resonate mm -hmm. with you. It's on my list. And the best thing point. is that all you have to do is <laughs> listen to them. People love to talk right. about themselves. So one, they're going to be super thrilled because someone's finally listening to them instead of talking at them. And two, you're just like going to pick up everything you need to know about your dream clients. <laughs> they're right. just going to tell yeah. it to you. And you seem introverted a little bit. I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot of myself in you. So maybe you're not and I'm just totally projecting. But I think it's a skill that most people will not cultivate during their life and they won't be successful in business because to be successful in business, you have to be able to take not all the time, but moments to listen to people like that and just give them permission to like be themselves and talk to you about their business and tell you like what the stupid thing is that they're doing that they're afraid of. You know, if you can get into their lives in that capacity, which I'm assuming as a mom is 
probably going to feel a little bit overwhelming time-wise, mm-hmm. but you know, you you brought up the the concept of like batching your work. So maybe you like batch these dates. Like every Tuesday morning is like your Tuesdays together with somebody that you want to yeah. get to know. But the hardest part is just ripping that Band-Aid off. I'm feeling this introversion thing and it's I'm hitting on it. The hardest part is going to be to like get out of the car on Tuesday morning and actually walk into the coffee shop. <laughs> I'm speaking yeah, from so- experience. <laughs> It's interesting because I'm actually very much an extrovert. Like I love relationships. I love Perfect. being in community. I <laughs> No, but I think what's, it's interesting because I haven't necessarily looked at it as a way to help me understand my clients better. And I think, Raina, at some point you actually talked about this in one of your Facebook lives about the importance of like before you launch a product, like you know, do that research. And I kind of like wanted to hide away a little bit just because I just got nervous at the thought of asking that, um, asking potential clients that question or asking other creatives, um, in a way to help, um, my business and to help know how I could better serve them. And I think it just comes from like the self doubt again, that creeps in of like, do you really have something to add a value? I don't know if that makes sense. Honestly, no, it totally does make sense. But I think one one thing I've learned from my business is that people want something that is made for them, right? Yeah. They want something that works for them. And it, just to talk about like something that I'm working on right now, the social glue sessions that we are about to close card on, it, it came out of people saying like, this is what I need, right? And listening to mm-hmm. our people like avidly and saying like, I want to create something for you. I literally didn't have a sales page. It was not fancy. And we had people sign up. And it's just because we opened our ears and we're like, okay, what what is it that you need right now in your business? And mm-hmm. if you can do that for people, they're going to sign up and they're going to buy from you because they're thinking, oh my gosh, Nicolette's going to listen to me. Nicolette really gets what I need in my business right now. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's the thing is like, I love listening to people's stories and I love like telling others, I want to shout from the rooftops, like all the amazing things that everybody else is doing. So I really need to jump into that a little bit more. Hey, guess what? You have total permission to be that success story. Thanks. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Can we get someone to make a quotable print, like for our, <laughs> whoever's <laughs> reading these show notes on our team, like make this into a printable that we can give away. <laughs> Love that. That was really powerful, Raina. Thank you. So Nicolette, just as we're, we're wrapping up today, where are some of the places that if somebody wanted to work with you and have some photos that they could maybe, I guess, show them at work or working with clients or doing their thing in the creative world, how would they get in touch with you to work with you? Yeah, so my website is abnerroadphotography.com and then I'm on Instagram at abnerroadphotography.com. Can you spell that? Not dot com, just Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> A-B-N-E-R-R-O-A-D photography. Perfect. Thank you so much. I hope all of you have been able to get what you needed out of this mentoring session. I know there's always a lot of reflection because so many of us are at the same point in our businesses. So thank you so much, Nicolette, for coming on and being willing to share this time with us. And thank you all for listening. Go build your creative empire. Are you ready to build your own empire? For more information, show notes, downloads, and tips on how to do it, head to www.creativeempire.co, where you can find out more about this week's episode and the two lovely ladies behind it all, encouraging you to build your own creative empire. 
If you enjoyed this week's show, it would mean so much to Raina and Christina if you could take two minutes to go to iTunes and leave a review. It's a little thing that makes a big difference for the show. 